Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 81 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Greetings, friends and lovers. This is Chris. Wow, that was very uh, intimate, I felt. I feel like, you know, we're close with our listeners, and that's how I feel. I'm glad. They I'm glad All of them that, fall that into one of those categories. Friends and lovers? No, friends. Oh, all of them are either one or the other. Okay, one of them. Are any of them both? Uh, tough to say. Okay. Yes. Yes? Yeah. More than one person? No. No? I don't think so. I don't want you to get in trouble. <laughs> Chris, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm well, thank you for asking. It's summertime still. We've had some hot days. I feel like this week's been a little cooler. Here. It has been much more comfortable. It's supposed to get hot coming up soon. Oh, no. Unfortunately. I can't last much longer. No. We still have to get through August. We can do it. How's uh, how's everything going with uh, your newborn daughter, Lucy? Oh, excellent! She's a great kid. She doesn't like naps, which is does she not like sleeping pain. in general? Uh, she doesn't like going to sleep. Now that's I feel like this is a a recent issue you've been having having. Uh, it's been getting worse over the last couple weeks. Sorry to hear that. She really fights you going to sleep. And like I don't want to brag, but I used to be really good at putting her to sleep. I, I know you used to be able to put her to sleep like no one else could. And I've uh, I said earlier today, like I felt like a pitcher in the middle of a baseball game because someone pretty much came over, tapped my shoulder, and was like, "Give me the ball." You know, you you had your you had your four innings, you let up a whole bunch of hits, couple uh, couple runs, but it's time to time to bring in the bullpen. Hey, did you hear the other day that like Terry Francona tried to like sub a pitcher and like accidentally called for the wrong relief pitcher? Did you hear anything about this? No. Uh, I don't even know the whole story. I just saw a headline. I didn't read it. I thought you would know. No, I didn't see that. Well, hopefully that didn't happen to you. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll be able to get it on my game. That way I can definitely help Lucy fall asleep next time. Hopefully she gets learns to sleep on her own. That'd be great. Are there any strategies for doing that? Um, well, you can try to start trying to get them to sleep sooner if you think they're overtired okay or if they're not tired enough you can wait longer lucy she acts tired she right. like you know rubs her eyes and takes big blinks yeah but then she just starts crying Doesn't when you try asleep. to lay her down to go to sleep do you think she has the ability to fall asleep on her own she has before but like only a few times okay because i guess that's a skill she's going to need to know someday i i would agree yes eventually she will need to know you sound tired I don't know if, if she's been keeping you up. Or... Actually, last night was particularly bad. Was it? I'm sorry to hear that. But it was also partially my fault because I was playing Fortnite. Oh, well. that's. Have you come, come in first again? No, just the, just the one time. Just that one time. It's eluded me. I came in 24th that one time. <laughs> and there was a time Dan played and he came in fourth. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. I am awful at it. I played the whole match without building a single thing. But that was your first time playing. Correct. I really did not know what I was doing. Yeah, you didn't. It was clear. But I kind of get it now. <laughs> but 
but I don't know if I'd uh, if I'd be able to continue. I really like my my students are obsessed with this game. I I I really don't care. I I, I feel the same way, but I'm like oddly like I can't stop. Really? Yep. I wonder what it is. Is it the replayability mm. of it? Is it the uncertainty? <laughs> is it the? It's like you come so close and you're like, oh, I could do just a little bit better. Something like that. I mean, because there's sometimes, like, when I was playing, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I haven't really seen anybody, and I'm already in the top 26. Oh, yeah, yeah. If like, you that, like, that's impressive. If you don't go to a crowded place, like, you're going to get top 50, like, easily. No problem, right? Yeah. If you could, like, hide in the woods, it'd be top 10, probably. I had a, a hard time at first understanding the whole point of that, like, bubble thing. Ah, uh, the storm. The storm, yeah, the storm, and how it, like, closes in <laughs> on you. But I like that they do that, because then it forces you to go and fight the other people. Yeah, it really needs something like that. Yeah, I thought that was, thought that was creative. Um, so Chris, uh, talking about our previous episode that we did uh, a couple weeks back, we had the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Ah, uh, yes, won by Joey Chestnut. Set Once a record. Again, you know what I think we should have done, which we missed an opportunity. We should have predicted how many hot dogs he would have eaten. Oh, we should. We're very good at predicting things on we, the show. What would you have predicted? I would have guessed seventy-three. I would have guessed uh, sixty-four. You would have guessed less. I'm just kidding, because that's what they remember. They originally miscounted and yeah, said it was 64. At, yeah, at first the screen said 64, and we were all like, "Wow, he he did really bad." Because the previous year he ate 72, right? But I mean, 64 is still amazing. He it's like still, amazing. still beat second place by like 15 hot dogs, right? Compared to Joey Chestnut's standards, though. Yeah, by his standards, right? Much. But it turns out they miscounted, and he actually set a new record. Yeah, 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That's insane. That is insane. So in honor of uh, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, we had two classic video game characters going head-to-head, or mouth-to-mouth, I should say. Oh. And we had Pac-Man go against Kirby, coming in first place with 52% of the vote. Pac-Man. Ah, close Cur- close one, though. Kirby followed up with 48%. It was a close one. It was 23 votes. So one vote could have swung it to 50-50, and then one more vote for Kirby could have won it for him and we were not able to get joey chestnut's input no i tweeted out to him asking him what his opinion of the uh outcome would have been but i didn't get a response and i was kind of bummed because he does respond to fans because sometimes i'll check to see if they respond to people a lot and he and he did there was some evidence that he did and it was recent it wasn't like it was a year ago so he just doesn't respond to podcasts maybe i guess so or maybe he was like what is this (laughs) who are these what are these people asking me he could have asked us we would have told him i know i would have i would have definitely cleared it up oh well but according to the fans, Pac-Man wins. Yes. Um, and then also, Chris, going, uh, we have our uh, Who Would Win This Summer Tomato Meter Contest still going on. Oh, wow. I uh, forgot So uh, this previous week, we had uh, the 20th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is mind-boggling. They've had 20 of these. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the, uh, and the Wasp. And uh, the Rotten Tomato score was 86%. I guessed decent. I guessed eighty three, right in, right on there. You guessed eighty. You're All pretty right. close in the, in the ballpark. Uh, Henry guessed ninety. Sal from Alaska guessed ninety, which is pretty good because because unfortunately Sal's usually uh, way low or way high, so he was he he's, was right there. He's in there. Uh, Austin is super cool. Barrett guessed seventy four, and uh, Paul Dewey guessed eighty one. Uh, Emma Campbell, fan of the show, 43, had no faith in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Maybe she didn't know it was a Marvel movie and just thought it was a movie about an ant and a wasp. Every time there was a commercial for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Allie would laugh and go, that's so stupid. (laughs) She's like, what kind of superhero is Ant-Man? It's kind of stupid. It is, but I feel like they play that up in the first one, so it works pretty well. Have you you seen Ant-Man and the Wasp? Nope. I have not either. If you'd like to go, 
Let me know. I'll let you know. Cool. Um, and then what else do we have? Uh, opening also is Hotel Transylvania. Oh, I heard that's doing pretty well, actually. So at first when I checked, it was like 82%. Well, I meant doing well box office. Oh, okay. Wasn't sure. Uh, right now it's at 59%. That, that's, yeah. Uh, people were pretty off on it, actually. Um, the only person who came close was Austin Supercool Barrett, who guessed 60%. So he's off by one good guess Austin point that's a super cool guess now i also want to give a shout out real quick to austin i was texting him earlier today uh austin is currently moving to los angeles and he's pursuing his dream of being a film director uh he said he just signed his lease and he's really excited to move into the city so we want to wish him the best of luck uh hopefully it works out for the best for you we're rooting for you uh keep in touch hopefully one day you'll look back and who would win cast appearance would be on (laughs) your uh your filmography. Let us do a cameo in one of your movies. Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. Also, I have some uh, advice for you. You want to look up a guy named uh, Tommy Wiseau. He's a great director and actor. <laughs> He'll probably take you under his wing and teach you a lot. So real quick, I don't want to go on a tangent because we got a review about how we go on tangents recently. But I just read The Disaster Artist. I just finished it a couple days ago. And I think it's pretty – the movie does a phenomenal job. But there's a lot more in the book that I wish they would have put in the movie. So one thing I thought was very interesting was they finished uh, the uh, photography on the set and they went out to do like B-roll, not really B-roll. What's it called? The Just like the scenery shots. I forget what that's called. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Austin probably would know. He probably would. Anywho, so they they went to San Francisco and Tommy went and he brought Greg because part of the reason Greg did the movie was because Tommy promised him a new car when filming was over. So Tommy said, all right, Greg, here's your car. Oh, by the way, I need you to drive me to San Francisco to go do exterior shots of San Francisco. And Greg was like, I don't want to. And Tommy's like, oh, I just bought you a car, and now you're not going to help a friend out. <laughs> so Greg was like, okay. So they went to San Francisco, and while they were there, Tommy came up with two scenes. And Greg's like, you, do you even have a script for this? And he goes, no, I got it. So one scene was the cafe scene. And Tommy wanted – if you remember in the movie, um, people go into the – cafe and it just shows a whole bunch of people ordering stuff before it gets to tommy and greg yes so greg specifically said tommy that that's a waste of time like why would you do that and he said oh i want to show people have good time i want to show that people are having fun so that's why he wanted to have like 30 seconds of people just ordering food and it turns out that tommy owned the building that that cafe was in (laughs) and the reason they let him film there was because he owned it and they basically pay him rent so he's like we're gonna film here and then the other scene they did was the flower shop scene. That was completely impromptu. They were both like last minute completely adults. They're impromptu. some of the best because the cafe scene is also where he says like, uh, how is your sex life? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the flower shop scene, basically what happened is they went up to the flower shop and the two owners were sitting outside and Tommy said, do you want to be in a movie? And they said, sure. And he goes, all right, I'll pay you 25 bucks and you can be uh, in the film. So the owner's is the woman who goes, Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. So that wasn't like a a professional actress or anything like that. It was just the woman who owned the flower shop. And Tommy thought that the dog wasn't real. (laughs) He thought that it was like a robot dog. He goes, how come dog don't move? And she's like, what are you talking about? He goes, was it robot? (laughs) But, uh, it was really good. So if you guys haven't read the disaster artist, it's really good. Definitely check it out. It's definitely worth your time. But yeah, uh, Austin reach out to, uh, Tommy Wiseau. I'm sure he's, uh, Looking for some assistance going forward. Uh, and then, so Hotel Transylvania, he was the only one. And then, uh, 
coming out also is a skyscraper with the rock oh yeah uh, uh, the, the great action hero of our time so i guessed 52 and it is currently a 51 percent rigged you guessed 65 uh everyone guessed pretty much the same the highest was 79 by uh andy baker pretty uh pretty generous there i think uh mm-hmm. emma campbell guessed 25 not feeling the rock <laughs> Uh, but coming up, we have Mamma Mia coming out, and we also have the new Mission Impossible coming out too, which I'm really excited for because uh, it's getting really, really good reviews so far. And the last like three have been really good. So hopefully th- – I-, I heard this one continues the streak. So that's what we're looking at right there. It's an exciting summer. Things are things are happening. What are we, like halfway through? What are we – what's the uh... – I don't know. I feel like I've only been on summer break for like three or four weeks. <laughs> it goes fast. It does. What about know. in terms of how many movies? Did you say that was like number 20? Oh, no, that was Marvel movie number 20. Oh, Marvel movie and the Wasp. Gotcha. I mean, it started back in, like, the beginning of May. So if you think you usually average, like, maybe one a week, sometimes none, sometimes you have two a week. Uh, I don't know. I'd say we probably have, like, ten in so far. So we're, we're trekking along. Sounds good. We'll keep an eye on that. Keep you guys posted. Absolutely, yes. And uh, remember that you can click the show notes and you can see the results of that. So in case you're curious as to where you stand or where other people stand with their voting. Chris, you ready to get started today? Uh, yes, I am, Steve. All right, let's do it. So please remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're robbing Fort Knox today. We are going to pull a goldfinger. Had a bit of a thief off. Exactly. Some thievery. So Fort Knox... It's a place. It's a place. Do you want to know some Fort Knox facts? You have some Fort Knox facts? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm nothing if not professional. I can always count on you. Fort Knox opened in 1937. FDR opened it. If you say so, I trust you. I saw that in my research. I didn't write that down. That's okay. Opened as a gold repository. Yeah. Store the gold of the U.S. Right. So I guess we were gold-backed currency then. Yeah. We went, at least I until we, the 50s, I right? think we went off it during the Civil War, and then we went back on it after the Civil War. Oh. Something along they those lines. They needed a quick prince of money during the Civil War. I think that's what it was. Or maybe they left too much gold in the South, and they're like, uh-oh. It might have been, because this is – well, this is in Kentucky. Kentucky, Kentucky yeah. was a border state. But there's probably a lot of gold in the South, I'm sure. Um, so it's been – it's always had gold stored there. They've used it for some other things since then, like um, training for certain um, – uh, armed forces mm-hmm. uh it stored it stored uh things other than just gold yeah i, I did see that too what uh, else did you say the magna carta has yep. been there the declaration of independence has been there mm-hmm. the constitution too or i believe so yeah they basically like anything i think the during world war ii they stored the declaration and constitution there just in case of there were any attacks a little extra safety right absolutely I feel like this this would be a better uh, episode for uh, Nicolas Cage from National Treasure trying to break into. <laughs> oh, don't, you don't give him ideas for the next one. <laughs> for National Treasure 3 is to break into Fort Knox. Yeah, because like the Masons built it. They did. So <laughs> I, I don't know. That's not a fact. No, I'm just joking about that. But I'm sure they but could make some kind of connection. They could make it work in the movie. That's right. He'll be like, oh, uh, see this stone? This was made in uh, – Virginia. 1776. George Washington touched this stone. That means uh, it's a clue. Knox has an X in it. X marks the spot. (laughs) This is where it's located. You solved the case. All right. So Fort Knox, pretty large area, 109,000 acres. That's large. Uh, Pretty large construction project, 16,000 cubic feet of granite, 750 tons of reinforcing steel, 670 tons of construction steel, 4,200 cubic yards of concrete. 
and then it's, it seems pretty impenetrable. It's considered one of the most secure places on earth. Yeah. Uh, I can go into some of the defenses now or later, whatever you want. I got some more. Sure. So, um, real quick, a little more general facts. Currently, or as of the article I read, there was about 150 million ounces of gold stored there, which was at the time valued around $270 billion. So I don't know what the price of gold is right now. I'm not sure. It's it's a lot. It's a good amount. Um, it's stored in gold bar form, which are 7 by 3 inches, 27.5 pounds. So we'll see if that's an issue for any of our picks today. Uh, the most gold it ever had was in 1941. It had 647 million ounces. Wow. So that was right so at the beginning of World War II for the United States. More than, let's see, triple what it stores right now. About triple what it stores right now. Wow. Is that right? Is that math right? Three, four. More than triple. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like quadrupled. Wow. That's, that's, that is – so it's, it's significantly emptier today. What happened to all the was? gold? I like gold. <laughs> maybe gold member took it. Or maybe Nick Cage did. He could have. So uh, we're going we're gonna to try to break in to Fort Knox today. We are. And well, we're going to argue on behalf of a character breaking in. That is correct. So we are picking uh, two animals that are known for their stealth and their um, determination to steal. Sure. Things that do not belong to them. That's what steel means. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm glad you double-checked that for me. Uh, Chris, you want to um, pitch who you're going to do? Or right. do you just want to say who you're doing? I'll do say who I'm doing, and then you can give some background information on your person. Sure. Sounds great. So I'm doing, I'm choosing uh, Sony's um, video game mascot character, Sly Cooper. Now, what animal is a Sly Cooper? He's a raccoon. He's a raccoon. I do remember what he looks like. It took me a second, but but I got it. It's a great pick. Thank you. I am going with the infamous Swiper the Fox. Swiper the Fox. From the classic, I'd say it's a classic, (laughs) Nick Jr. television show, Dora the Explorer. Now, I was always confused. Was it Dora the Explorer or was it Dora the Explorer? Explorer. Explorer. I always said Dora the Explorer. I heard something recently. I heard that in other countries, she speaks English, and it's made to teach kids English. And in only in America does she speak Spanish to teach kids Spanish. It's kind of funny, actually. That is pretty funny. I feel like at that point, you should just change the whole show. <laughs> yeah. Because it's kind of silly to have... I well, you could, she could be like an, uh, a Spanish-speaking character who also speaks English. You could do both. Yeah. Well, why don't you do that? Because now you're teaching kids two well, languages. Well, I mean, that's what she is, right? I mean, that's what she does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. So did you watch the show when you were younger? Uh, a little bit. I think it was a little bit uh, after my time. Like, I didn't really watch it. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how our viewers will uh, align with us if they know of Dora, if they don't. That's true. So hopefully you have a great swiper background. I'm going to have it for you. All right. Yeah. You want to provide some information yeah, on I'll give Sly you, Cooper? I'll give you a little Sly Cooper okay. stuff. So uh, Sly Cooper first appeared in the uh, in 2002 in a game called Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. When a little, raccoonus? So Thievius Raccoonus refers to... Like, um, it's supposed to like be like a Latin-sounding name. I was going to say, yeah. So it re- refers to a book of the Cooper family's thieving secrets. Okay. So he comes from a long line of master thieves. Okay. So it's in his blood. Exactly. But unfortunately, at a young age, his father is murdered Ooh. by a rival gang. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> Uh, Sly ends up in an orphanage where he meets his two f- uh, friends and lifelong allies and thief partners, Bentley the Turtle and Murray the Hippo. 
Now, so. is this like a world like Zootopia where it's just animals coexisting with one another? Yes. Okay. All, I think almost every character so is there, an animal. So there's no humans existing in this universe? I haven't played all the Sly Cooper games. I've okay. never, I don't know of any. Okay. There might be though. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so he's in the orphanage. He knows about his family heritage. He does some small time heists with uh, his hip turtle and hippo partners. And then he decides he's going professional. He's going to get back in the game. He's going to restore his family's honor. He's going to steal back the Thievius Raccoonus. Sounds like the second uh, National Treasure so movie. It's a, basically National Treasure is like beat for beat. Sly Cooper, the Thievius Raccoonus. They've yeah. totally copied it. I believe it. So that's why I also have uh, said that I have the powers of Nick Cage for this uh, fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the plot of the first for the first game. Okay. Um bunch in between the most recent was sly cooper thieves in time in oh. 2013 Ooh. Um, do they do they like travel they do oh i like it yes uh might have to use that later if things go south so i'll let you know okay um throughout the video games luckily for me sly cooper gets a multitude of special thief powers he gets some upgrades oh yes oh okay oh yes he learns a lot of things so I might jump into more of them when we're like, you know, talking strategy. Makes sense. Uh, and that's that's uh, that's my Sly Cooper background. Okay. Sure. Sounds good. I oh, like if it. I, I said he's an, a raccoon, but he's like an anthropomorphic raccoon. Okay. And he, so he walks on two legs. He uses like a um like a herding cane. What would you call that? Yeah, I guess like a herding cane. Like a, a like a shepherd's hook. Yes. Okay. So he uses that's like a family heirloom, but uh-huh. he uses it in a lot of his thieving. Passed on from generation. Any powers in there that you might bring out? Yeah. Little yeah. tease? Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, in, in his hook? Does his hook have powers? Uh, it probably does. Okay. He does like... So basically there's some like common powers throughout the games. Like he normally gets some type of power that helps him jump farther or higher. Okay. He normally gets some type of power that lets him incapacitate guards quickly. Okay. He often has like a smoke bomb or a flash bomb mm-hmm. to uh, incapacitate guards. Sometimes he gets a... Some type of tool to distract guards. Okay. Um, I might save some of the more special ones for, sure. for later. But no, that's that's kind of the general powers. Okay. That's that's going to come in handy. Oh, yes. Especially in Fort Knox. Oh, yes. All right. So, uh, like I mentioned, uh, Swipe with the Fox is from the Nick Jr. television show called Dora the Explorer, which was originally released from August 2000 to June 2014. So, it lasted for 14 years, only eight seasons. 172 episodes. Uh, it had a couple, uh, it had a spinoff show called Go Diego Go. I don't know if you were ever familiar with that show there, Chris. I remember hearing about Diego. Yeah, it was like a, like Dora's cousin or something along those lines. Um, and then there was a, uh, a follow up show, show called Dora and Friends Into the City. And that show was released from August 2014 to February 2017. In America, they called it Sex in the City. It was renamed. So yeah, if you know, that was yeah, what that, that, that show that's was. what it exactly yeah. was. Yeah. So, uh, so Swiper the Fox, he is basically like the main antagonist of the Dora the Explorer uh, franchise. Uh, to describe what he looks like, he he's he's a fox, plain uh, simple, and he's got kind of like an orangey burgundy color, and his belly, tip of his tail, snout, and uh, feet kind of have a, like, a cream color to it. Now, uh, Swiper also, because he's a very interesting character here, he wears blue gloves on both his hands, and then he wears a blue mask to cover his face, 
like a like a real thief would do to kind of try to hide his identity. But it's only going over his eyes. I can tell it's him. I can still tell who it is. But if it was off, would you be able to tell that it was Swiper the Fox? I'm pretty sure I would be. You think so? I think so. Okay. So Swiper is also anthropomorphic, kind of like Sly Cooper, but he can go on all fours if he needs to, which he did in some of the clips that I was watching. Um, so, uh, Swiper, he has basically been in almost every single episode of Dora the Explorer, and he is basically the one person who shows up to try to get Dora and Boots off of their journey. He tries to screw up their their mission, their task, usually by stealing something from them. Sometimes he's successful, sometimes he's not. Um, but there is... What would you say his success rate is, ballpark? So I... I watched a video on YouTube. Now, this is not a good representation That's fine. whatsoever. That's my favorite kind of representation. So we said there was, what, 172 episodes? I think so. You so in the three-minute YouTube clip that I watched, it was basically a compilation of him either uh, stealing what he was trying to acquire or being thwarted by Dora and Boots. And in the clip that in the clips that I saw, he was successful one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times just in that three that three minute clip out of how many times i don't remember the total count i'd probably say it was probably more times he was unsuccessful but that's just me being honest okay i would guess you don't want to take a stab at a number like i'd say i'd say 20 i'd say out of 50 i'd say it was eight out of 18 i'd say there were 10 successes roughly i'd say it was a little less than i'd say it was pretty close okay sounds good so um he he does uh, have the uh, ability to steal when he when when he when he wants something that he knows someone else wants, he goes for it. That's just mean. That's that's what he does. He doesn't that's, even want it for himself. Likely. He just wants to deny someone else happiness. So I was gonna I was gonna bring this up later, but he's kind of like the Joker. Like if you remember the Dark Knight, when Alfred goes on the speech about how um, he was in Burma. And there was this thief who was stealing uh, jewels and just giving them out to kids. And they and you know Bruce is like, why would he do it? And he said, some men just want to watch the world burn. It's kind of like Swiper. Swiper is just stealing just to piss people off. He doesn't care about keeping the things that he's stealing. He just cares about uh, upsetting Dora and throwing her and Boots off their their mission, off their task. Wow. So I didn't say this. Sly Cooper has more of a noble thief. He only steals from bad guys. So it's kind of like Robin Hood. Yeah, I don't think he gives it to are other people, it, but... Are you calling the United States military bad people, Chris? Uh, no. Okay. Not at all. Okay. I mean, because he's going to be stealing from the United States military. I guess so. <laughs> it's, he probably has a good reason for I, it. I don't want to put your feet to the fire. I, I don't want to ask you that question. Uh, Swiper is very fast, and he's agile, and he's something of a master of disguise, he does wear costumes from time to time that is able to confuse Dora and Boots. Granted, they're both young kids, but still. it uh, Boots is like a monkey, right? Yes, he's a monkey. With boots. With boots. Yep. That's the name, Boots. Does Swiper I, ever steal his boots? Not in, that I saw in my clips, but I'm sure it happened. Cause I'm pretty sure I've seen it happen. So there is one where I, was, I wrote a list of all the things that I saw that she stole in that like montage, and one of them was the backpack. And that is like, that's like stealing Indiana Jones' whip. That's a big deal. Stealing the backpack. Um, he has a great deal of technical lo- uh, knowledge. He's built a variety of vehicles and gadgets, uh, one of which is a remote-controlled robot butterfly, 
which uh, helps him swipe things. Nice. Yeah. Way to go, Fox. Mm. And did you say, did you say he's a this is a boy or a girl? He's a boy. Okay. He's thanks. a boy. Yep. Um, however, a lot of time he simply relies on his natural stalking abilities, um, just following people around and just stealing something when they have it out in the open. Do what you got to do. Exactly. So uh, that's what we have here uh, for Swiper. So background of swiping has a history of being successful in swiping, though his swiping average might be a little less than 500. He is uh, definitely a threat. He's done some his share of swiping. He has. He has, yes. So, so I th- what do you what do you think in here, Chris? I would like to give a little bit of background on some of the defenses of Fort Knox that the listeners can keep in mind. I think that's fair. As we make our arguments. Okay. Because maybe we'll address them, maybe we won't. I mean, maybe it's the general strategy, maybe mm-hmm. it's specific. So here's what I got for okay. Fort Knox. So Fort Knox has the world's hardest shell with walls featuring four foot thick granite lined with cement, steel, and fireproof material. It can supposedly withstand a direct hit from an atomic bomb. It's crazy. The front door weighs 22 tons, is blast-proof. No single person can enter. It takes several staff members to dial in combinations. They are changed daily. Surveillance system, second to none. Multi-focus surveillance system, every corner, every square inch is under some type of surveillance. The central safe has a 27-inch thick uh, vault made of steel and concrete, uh, the same as the walls. Made of the same material as the walls. Yeah. Uh, it has a – outside, there's multiple layers of barriers. Uh, let's see. Uh, the original was built in 1937. It was a fence with an iron barrier forming an octagon. Then uh, there's another level layer of a wire fence with motion sensors. There's another 10-foot electrical fence with concrete. And then there's another barrier that is rectangular and has doorways and guards patrolling it. I mean, it's it's tough to get in here. Oh yeah, it's very difficult. So now we get into the the speculated security. So that's yeah, that's just the outside. So so, so visitors are allowed to go and yes. outside Fort Knox. You right. just can't go inside. Correct. Uh, there's some people have speculated over the years what other secret security they may keep secret. Mm-hmm. So none of these are confirmed, but uh, there's reports of virtual trip wires that can alert security when an object is fifteen thousand feet away and differentiate a car from a person. Wow. Uh, rumored to have a lot of uh, biometrics, mm-hmm. um, including special cameras that can find features altered by plastic surgery. Oh, my gosh. Uh, some have speculated there's landmines between one of the layers of barriers. Wow. Uh, also, uh, it's been reported it's protected by a satellite defense system to protect from extraterrestrial dangers. It's like the Hammer of Dawn in Gears of War. They have, like, the, the space station satellite out in space that shoots a defense mechanism down to the Earth. Wow. So they, they are just 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 yeah. theories that in case right. aliens attack. Or an attack from space. Or an attack. Oh, yeah, that's true. An attack from space. Chris, I don't know how we're going to do this. Oh, I, I got some ideas. Okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get crazy, I think. Go for it. So I have to rely on some of my more, like, you know, video game type powers. Yeah. So some of the cool ones... Slalak Fox. Or, sorry, Slalak Fox. We should talk about Slalak Fox later. But Sly yeah, we'll, Cooper we'll talk has. about him later, yeah. So, um, so, there's doors, right, that have key codes, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to need to steal them. Okay. So, that's my first order of business. So, you, so you got to get on the base, too. Yeah, As a raccoon. So, 
the fact that I'm a raccoon might help me. They're not I, think, be, I think it does. They're not going to be expecting a raccoon. Right. Um, he has a lot of sneaky type powers. In one of the games, he can actually turn invisible. Okay. So that would be very useful to protect him from humans. Now we just listed some of like the special camera technology. But that's if, on the inside. If that's true, we don't know what's well, we don't really know what's inside and outside. Right. So if there's like infrared stuff, it's possible it's he gonna could be, be risky. Detected. So so somehow I'm sneaking near those guards. He has a number of items that could help him. He has like a music box that can make guards fall asleep. Uh-huh. So plan part one, get to those guards, steal the steal the key codes. Okay. Then with the help of his uh, turtle, or what's it? Uh, yeah, Bentley the turtle and uh, Murray the hippo. Yeah, uh, we have to basically incapacitate all most of the guards now for the next part. Now this is going to be like Goldfinger style. Going to say if anyone's seen the James Bond movie Goldfinger, best one. The plan for to rob Fort Knox is to use uh, <laughs> stunt gas. stunt planes yeah. to put sleeping gas and put the whole town to sleep, which was successful. Uh, it was not successful, if you recall. Oh, that's right. They all pretended. Yeah, they knew. So that's right. Oh, uh, I haven't seen that. In I know we're a family podcast, but the uh, pilot Pussy Galore. Wait, was that who it was? Yeah, Pussy Galore. She actually turned good and was like, "All right, I'll switch out the tanks." I forgot about. They that. they pulled a switcheroo. Nice. Spoiler alert! But yeah. that movie's like it's been out for fifty years. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, we got we got to incapacitate most of the guards because I need to bring in a giant fire hose completely f- flood fort knox with water okay because here's the thing i'm thinking it's impenetrable mm-hmm. there's probably not a lot of windows if i can get a hose in at the you know and kind of seal it okay i can flood the whole place okay okay so then where are you getting the hose from it's got to be real long i don't know it's a special order <laughs> we got to spend years just making this giant hose that we like do you think they're going to be suspicious when they see a raccoon and a turtle so walking out with a giant yeah, hose? Yeah, so they're going to – well, that's why I'm trying to incapacitate all the guards. Okay. To like – because that's going to be tough. Okay, yeah. And like they might have to like launch the hose with like a trebuchet or catapult or something. Right. So anyway, I need the, I need the vault flooded because that's how I'm going to get around inside because Sly Cooper gains another power-up called water water safety. Okay. Where he doesn't take damage from water. Ooh. So so I'm going to say that will let him swim indefinitely. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess he, he could go underneath. Uh, he could stay underneath completely. He that's, wouldn't have to That's breathe. the plan. And then he'll have to somehow crack the vault codes. I mean, that's like... Let's that's, just, that's both our characters point. are master thieves. I'm sure they can just crack these vaults. Right. Even if it takes a lot of time, that's fine. Like, no one can get to him. It's completely submerged in water. Right. And then the buoyancy of the water should help us get the gold out because it's going to be very heavy. Okay. Uh, I don't really have an exit plan how to get away with the gold. I just thought of it right now. So maybe while he's swimming around inside, uh, the turtle and hippo bring the uh, catapult that they use to launch the guard, the giant fire hose. Uh-huh. Bring it to the front door to launch the gold. Just just shoot it far uh, away. Okay, like classic so, cartoon yeah. water spout carrying yeah. the weight. Yeah. To, to like a waiting dump truck or something. Okay. So you got to have a dump truck ready to go. Oh, yeah. A really long fire hose. Yep. Is it a fire hose? It's Well, it's got to be like super thick because it's going to hold like a lot of water. It's, I got to pump that water in very quickly. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's like a comically large fire hose. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I have to be able to incapacitate a bunch of guards okay. and then crack all the safes inside. Okay. Yep. All right. Let me tell you my plan. Oh, I do can... have a couple other things if things go wrong. Sorry. I'll just say really quick. Go, go for them. Like if... if if he'll use these, like, as needed. Mm-hmm. So he has the invisibility power. He has special jumping abilities if he needs to, like, jump over fences. Uh, he also is a, has numerous disguises in the game if needed, if it helps him steal any combos. But 
I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if that's going to help with like the, the camera technology at Fort Knox. Um, so a, a useful one, two useful ones that might help him. He has, he can temporarily slow down time. So he might use that to gain an advantage okay. in a certain circumstance. And he gains a power up at one point where he can defy gravity and fall slowly. It might come in handy. I don't know. It might. Just want to throw some more power-ups out there. You have a lot of powers there. Oh, yeah. there, Steve, there's like 20 per game. There's so many. Yeah. Steve, if I just like went through the list, it would take forever. It was like <laughs> dive, roll, slow, mine, water safety, fast, decoy. Decoy is when he tosses a cardboard cutout of himself to distract guards. Defy gravity, stun, smoke bob, dodge, stealth slide, alarm clock, paraglider, thief reflexes, silent obliteration, feral pounce, trigger bomb, size destabler, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was actually the the turtle's powers. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> just the last two it all just blends together just those last two i started reading the wrong list all right back to slide knockout dive insanity strike voltage attack they go on and on and on like that i'm only through like two games i think your powers are definitely helpful when it comes to breaking into fort knox i think your plan getting into fort knox might be a little might be a little shaky it's crazy but what's your yeah. plan all right i thought long and hard about this plan oh no i really did i can't wait to hear it okay so what if I told you that Slylock, Slylock, I can, we, we do we're, we're, we'll talk about that at the end. Uh, what if I were to tell you that Swiper the Fox is going to walk right in to Fort Knox, all the guys are going to see him and they're going to have no problem whatsoever and he's going to be welcomed in completely. Tell me more. I'm going to have Swipe, Swiper the Fox be a service animal for a United States military member. So is that all? Is that the end? Of, is that the well, entirety of your plan? So, so I've been doing some research. So I'm on the United States military's website right now, and it says the army is fully committed to the use of service animals as adjuncts in managing physical and psychological disabilities to include post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, while the evidence for the effectiveness of service animals in assisting those suffering with PTSD is not yet definitive, army medicine is committed to the employment of safe, effective therapies to include service animals to treat our wounded warriors and families. So it's clear that the military, specifically the army, is open to service animals helping those who might have some issues um, that are serving in the armed forces. So are you going to be a service fox to a real armed forces or a member or will this be a fake it would be a, it'll be a real member. So this, how will you go about convincing him to use Swiper the Fox as his service animal? So what's going to happen is Swiper is going to enroll in some sort of like service animal training uh, location. And is it is it a, a, an odd choice to pick a fox? Yes. But there are people who have like service ferrets, service parrots. Are these real things or are you just... No, no, animals? these are true. Like, you always read these. Like, people ha- like people have anything as a service animal. And it's super easy oh, to make they something... they say they're, like, emotional support animals Well, that's something. true, too. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, like, the same thing. So, I-, I guarantee you that there is somebody out there who has a fox as an emotional support animal. So, Swiper is going to go into the uh, emotional support animal... Uh, location he's gonna enlist somehow maybe he'll have dora enlist for him like be like hey here's a fox let's let's bring him in and one day swiper will be chosen to be a service animal okay okay now this is the thing too the service animals have to be specifically a certified for the united states military so we'll have to go to one that only gives it to the united states military because you might have like some joe schmo walk in who works at like coles oh you don't want to mess the plan up and get hired by some right because then you yeah because then you get hired by a guy or you get picked by a guy who works at coles and then you have to like run away and then now he's like really more upset because now he lost his animal so that's not what i want to happen so um 
so Swiper is going to have clearance because he's approved by the United States military. So he's going to be able to go right into the fort, no problem whatsoever. He doesn't have to worry about bringing like a giant hose. And people are going to be like, yo, it's the fox, you know, like, oh, what's up? You know, like, like when, like you're not supposed to like pet the animals, but whenever you see a service animal, you're like, oh, look at the dog. He's so cute. Like, I think people would do the same thing with the fox. So are you going to spend some time actually being like a correct service animal to like set up this heist? Yeah, I would do it for, yeah. Cause then you're go, so you're going in and now he has access to the whole fort. He can see how it works. He can see all the security so systems. So he'd only have access to the whole fort if the, military person he was with had access to the whole fort that is true now say he got picked by a guy who's basically like i don't know the front yeah guard right yeah well then he's gonna do what foxes do and he's gonna escape for a while and i mean he might be like oh my god where my service animal go and then eventually he'll come back and just you know play dumb and, hopefully the guy's blind and I guess. smart <laughs> i mean that would, that would work out really really well too but, uh, yeah, so he, he's going to have insider information. He's going to know what's going on. He speaks English, which is very important. That is pretty cool, yep. So if he's hearing things, seeing things, uh, he's going to have all that information. He's going to have for a, lot of, a lot of recon. Right. He's going to have a significant amount of recon. That gives him time to, to plan his heist. And because this isn't a competition between the two of us. We're just trying to see, I guess, who would be more successful, not who would do it first. Right? I guess we're trying yeah, to say. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that Swiper would have less holes in his plan and be able to um, anticipate what is ahead of him re- more than what Sly Cooper would be able to do. I see what you're plan. saying. Yeah. Oh, I thought of an alternative to the giant comical hose. Okay. He could maybe like um, flood it from the inside, like leave a sink running. Just turn on all the sinks and all the bathrooms. Clog all the toilets or something. Wait, but then how's he going to get inside? How's, how's he going to get inside? Because I thought the whole point of him was putting the hose in the window to flood it from the inside. Well, he's going to steal the combination to the front door and just okay. has to get in the bathroom somewhere out there. So it's, it's raccoon. I mean, that's, that's just an alternate possibility. Okay. Okay. Um, so there are, I mean, there's some other issues with your plan, Steve. I go, mean, go ahead. You have to get in an internal vault with the gold. I guess we can say you can crack the safe just like I can crack the safe. Right. How are you getting all that gold out? It's pretty heavy. I'll do it a small amount at a time. Like, what are you going to do? Like, shave off pieces, parts of the gold bars? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll eat some of the gold bars. You'll eat it. Yeah, I eat like a couple pieces. Not a couple, not, not like bricks of it. I'd eat like pieces you'd, you'd of the bars. Shave off pieces and. So this is a real, like, a, this is a long job. Yeah, it's kind of like Shawshank. It's going to take some time. It's going to be a long investment. <laughs> but, um. So, yeah, Swiper, Swiper's never shown to have like a, like a, like a carrying pouch or something along those lines. Like, like he doesn't have a backpack. Now, so so this is another thing too, and 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 I should go with this. Swiper, he doesn't like I mentioned earlier. He doesn't care about keeping the gold for himself. He just likes screwing with people. <laughs> so what he would probably do, and I'd probably actually, you know what? Screw it. He's not going to eat it. He's not going to. He's not going to do. It. He's going to take it out, and he's just going to hide it. He's just going to hide it places. All in Fort Knox. Like he might like just put it in a toilet and like flush it. He might have one like on top of a shelf. He might put one like in someone's locker. Like he's just going to screw with these people. And these people are going to be walking around just finding gold bars everywhere being like, what is going on? Who is behind this? Because do you like, think they might like review their security cameras and then see a fox like stealing the gold bar at a time? Well, with his technical, uh, 
the savviness that he has, he'd uh, hack the security camera system so that way it would just look like no one's there. Every single time he steals a gold bar at a time, he has to hack it? Well, no. Like, what he would do is, like, he would take one out, and then he would, like, hide it somewhere, and then he'd go back in. Like, he'd probably do, like, ten at a time or something like that. Like, he wouldn't do it for too long because he doesn't want to be away from his service guy. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, he'd probably do, like, heavy, ten. These are pretty heavy gold bars. Now, what size are we talking? Are we talking, They're, like, the normal? They are seven by three inches, 27 okay. and a half pounds. 27 and a half pounds. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Swiper, in in um, in one episode, uh, Swiper stole three railroad track pieces. Oh, they're very heavy. And so. he threw them like no problem. He goes, go mm-hmm. find them. <laughs> and that's the thing, though, with Swiper. Swiper never keeps them for himself. He stole a life preserver so they couldn't go in the ocean, and he threw it. He stole three railroad tracks and just threw it. Now, usually this involves a scene where Dora has to, like, use the kid's intellect to try to locate these uh, these pieces somewhere with objects that look similar to those. But still, uh, he stole a treasure chest key. So there is evidence that he likes going over valuables. Uh, he swung from a tree and stole something from Dora. I wasn't able to tell exactly what he stole, but he clearly swung no problem. So kind of evidence of his agility. He stole the backpack. He stole a cookie. And he stole a star. A star, I don't know what it was exactly, but he stole a star that was in Dora's hand. And like I mentioned, he doesn't care about keeping this for himself. So he's just going to be like, like, like Alfred said, some men just want to see the world burn. This is a great example of Swiper just wanting to screw with all the soldiers at Fort Knox, taking all their gold out and just putting it all over the place. I, I'm worried that you're going to set Fort Knox on like high alert once they realize gold bars are missing. So they do carry out audits on like an unknown time schedule. They like so there hasn't there aren't really any deposits or withdrawals to Fort Knox anymore, but they only remove gold bars periodically to test them for purity. Mm-hmm. So I I think at this time they might also like run a quick count if they're missing some. Okay, it might so be cause for alarm. Okay, so say they're missing some, right? So let's say Swiper did his ten. He's done for the day. He goes back to the guy. He's chilling with his service guy, and he probably wakes I don't know a week, and then he decides let's he just go at it again. For the heat to cool off. Yeah, he waits for the heat to cool off. You'll hear about it in the news. And then Swiper's like, my time to shine. Goes back in, does 10 again. Same thing. Like, how funny would it be (laughs) if once a week you saw a CNN breaking news alert that said, you know, 10 gold bars are missing for Fort Knox. And then, you know, the 10 or a couple hours later, you see a report saying gold bars found in guy's locker. (laughs) Not sure how it got there. Or gold bar shoved down toilet. What's with that? Like, it would be so funny. And and Swiper is just getting a huge rouse out of this, just watching these people go crazy. That would be really funny. It would be hysterical. And that's all he wants. He doesn't care about the money. He doesn't care about anything like that. He's in. He's doing what he wants to do. Do you remember um, a couple years ago there was a bank near us that got robbed multiple times, like weeks apart? Kind of. No, okay. Was it Ocean? Was it yeah. the old Ocean City yeah. Home Bank? Yes. Yeah. I do remember that. Yes. One of them happened uh, when I was at uh, crew practice. We were on the water, and we saw a whole bunch of helicopters, like, flying <laughs> over uh, the bank. And we're like, what's going on over there? And we assumed, like, there was a robbery or something like that. Yeah, not that, like, robbing a bank's funny, but, like, the bank, the same bank getting robbed, like, a week apart was kind of funny. We were like, oh, my gosh. Like, do you think, like... That's a brazen crime. Do you think the second guy got his inspiration from the first guy? Or do you think the second guy was like, damn it, he beat me. Like, (laughs) I still got to go through it. We have the the van booked. Like, we we got to go through with it. I like to imagine it's uh, a little of both. I think so, too. He probably planned his robbery for a little bit another time. He's like, you know what? That guy just pulled it off. They're not going to be expecting to get robbed again. That's true. I mean, seriously, like when a bank's robbed, you don't think it's going to get robbed again right away. 
Uh, another one was just uh, robbed by us about a week ago. The, yeah. The TD Bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one time so far, though. Yeah. So not really funny. Yet. We'll keep we'll keep you an update. <laughs> yeah. Once another one happens, we'll be we'll be rolling. Yeah. Oh so. my! I hope we don't predict that, but <laughs> I don't know. We're pretty good. But um, yeah, so so that's that's what I have. Uh, basically, my argument is that he is going to go in as a service animal. He's going to just screw with the soldiers. That's all he wants to do because that's all Swiper's background is. He just wants to screw with people. He doesn't care about the money. He doesn't care about the resources. He doesn't want to keep it for himself. Some foxes just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> is that really stealing, Steve, or is he just really misplacing all their items? He's swiping. He does swipe them. He swipe. What is the definition of swiping? Taking something. Sure, you're right. That's what we said. Yeah, you're right. So, that's what he's doing. He is just swiping. So, do you have any? Um, let's just say off chance they like realize they're getting robbed by master criminal swiper. Okay. They put in an anti swiper alarm in the vault. Uh huh. All it is is a a speaker that just keeps saying swiper no swiping over yes. and over again. Yes. Do you have a plan to get around that? Okay. So this is the thing. So, a they need to be aware that that fox yeah, is sure. swiper. I mean, they'd have to know they're getting robbed by swiper. Right. Maybe he can't resist leaving a calling card. He's like, <laughs> he writes on one bathroom wall, like, you got swiped. Kind of like the Joker. The Joker always leaves a yep. Joker card since yep. I'm doing comparisons. Yeah, he might. He, he might do a, something. He leaves purple mask one day or something. <laughs> it's like, hey. Uh, he's not going to leave any uh, thumbprints because he wears gloves. So he's definitely smart. smart on that. That's smart. Um, so this is the key thing, though. The they're only going to be able to stop him if they know that that's what they have to do. Because <laughs> if you have a whole bunch of people who've never watched Dora the Explorer, they're not going to know how to stop this guy. These are a lot of career military. Like, they're adult. They might not have kids. Right. They might, older kids. Right. They they might not have uh, been watching Dora the Explorer. Like, if they were kids, though. Like, if we're talking, like, this takes place, like, 20 years from now. Oh, yeah. Then, I yeah. think it's definitely yeah, possible. It's risky. But because that, that, that is the only way to stop Swiper. You have to say it three times in uh, in sequential order. And you have to say the third time before he steals it. If he steals it before you say it the third time, you're done. He's got it. And that's what happened a couple of times. <laughs> but but say but what happens during the Explorer is if they say it the third time and he's not able to swipe what he's going after, he goes, Oh man and then snaps his finger and then he just runs away. So Swiper will see that as an and as an instance where he failed and he'll just run away, go back to his service guy, and then he'll just try again the next day. <laughs> He'll just try to be quicker because they go very slow in the show. They go swiper, no swiping, swiper, no swiping, swiper, no swiping. And usually by that time, he's like, oh, man. But there are sometimes he's quick and he gets it. So if they do have that in there, that would screw him up that time, but it would not hinder him from returning for vengeance. The rules of swiper are confusing. Very. I wonder if there's any other things you can say three times to make him do. Swiper, no, I don't know. What did you just say? Swiper, dance the Macarena three times or something like that. Does he just have to do anything you say three times? Oh, man. And then he just starts doing it. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Yeah, I don't know what the, uh, the is he like classically conditioned? Brain? Or is that operant conditioning? Uh, he hears something and then after he hears it, it affects him. We'll leave that for the psych majors listening. Yeah, I think it might be classical. Uh, uh, listeners, tell us if that's classical conditioning or operant conditioning. Or something else. Or something wrong. else. It might be something else completely. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to add for your argument? Oh, uh, no. Yours, yeah. is, yours would be funnier. I mean... We both have some pretty far-fetched things that need to happen, but... 
a lot of far. I mean, I have to be adopted by United States military service for a uh, service animal. And then you have to have full access to Fort Knox. Correct. And they have to not like go on crazy lockdown when they get gold bars stolen weekly. I think they will go on lockdown. But you just wait them out? I'll just wait them out. <laughs> they would be going crazy. <laughs> if like every Tuesday, 10 bars just went missing. I, but, think, um, I think that'd be really funny. I thought flooding the building was uh, the way to go. I thought that was the only chance we have. Yeah. There's just too much stuff there. Well, we'll let, have to let the listeners decide for what they, who they think would win in uh, breaking into Fort Knox. Yes, we will. Uh, Chris, do you have any fun facts you want to add? Uh, I just had my, my Fort Knox facts, and I already said all of them. Oh, okay. Um, a couple things here is uh, Swiper, he's like not – they didn't want to have like a true evil villain. That's why Swiper, like he doesn't steal from Dora and then keep it for himself. He just kind of tries to kind of keep them on their toes, so to speak. Um, in the uh, show Go Diego Go, the spinoff of Dora the Explorer – there are um, a group of mischievous monkeys called the Bobo Brothers, which are basically that show's version of Swiper the Fox. And I don't remember if there's a certain phrase you have to say for the Bobo <laughs> Brothers to get them to stop. Uh, there's not a lot of evidence as to uh, how old Swiper is, but some people believe that he's in his early adult years, which Wait, would be very based, interesting. Based off of what? Do you know? I don't, I'm not really too sure. There's there like some fox expert that watched the show and was like, oh, based on the markings on the tail, that fox is yeah. in his early adult stage. I don't, I don't know if it's his voice or – I'm not really sure to be honest with you. You think that people might recognize the voice of a early adult fox? Like, oh, that fox yeah, sounds – like He sounds like he's in his early adult stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which would be weird though because like say he's an early adult. So what? 17? 18? I don't know. It depends how long foxes live, right? That's true. Especially based, based on the ooh, fox life that's cycle. A good, that's a good point. So – so Dora is like a little kid. Like she's like seven, oh, yeah, eight years old. Sure. So let's just say he's 18. Like that's pretty screwed up. They're uh, just screwing with an eight-year-old yes. all the time. And but he's like, like considered said, a stalker. He likes to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I did have two little Sly Cooper Fox. They're apparently working on facts. Uh, they're apparently working on <laughs> Fox facts. Oh, yeah. Thanks, you. Yes. Thanks, Steve. He's... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Fox facts. <laughs> they're apparently working on a film adaptation and a TV show adaptation of Sly Cooper. Really? I want to talk about Slylock Fox real quick. Yeah, let's let's bring that so, back and then we can end with that. Was this a fan suggestion, by the way, or is this your idea? I believe that this was a fan suggestion. I cannot remember off the top of my head. I apologize. I'd have to dig real deep in my emails to find it. It was a it was a while ago. It was a while ago. We'll we'll, we'll find it. and We'll make sure we put it in the notes and stuff. Yes, but I think they might have suggested Slylock Fox as the as a character. Or did... yes, that was the original one. So yeah. they they suggested Swiper the Fox going up against Slylock. So Slylock Fox, if you don't know, is a fox, again, anthropomorphic. He's a detective, and he's always on the back page of – well, I don't know if he's always on the back page. But he's he's in uh, a newspaper, and he always has a little type of kind of challenge for children. Yeah. So it might be like a little story where it's like, oh, um, one of these zoo animals stole little Cindy's ice cream cone. Slylock Fox thinks he knows who it was. Do you? And you have to like look at the picture and, and like figure out what what happened. Yeah, you see like yeah. ice cream dripping on this guy's shoe, and you're like, oh, it was the rhino. And that's basically the Slylock Fox. So like, he's more of a detective. Yeah, that's that's what we were thinking. He's he has detective skills, maybe observation skills, although they're basically child level observations. Not much evidence of his thieving. We could have we could have done one where Slylock Fox has to come in and determine. 
Oh, how, how is that what they suggested? No, that's what oh, I was okay. coming up with right now. Like they could have, they could have figured out how did they break in? Oh, that's actually you know really I mean? good. We should just redo this whole episode. <laughs> Scrap like it. That. Yeah. All right. So there's water on the floor. <laughs> there's a gold bar in the toilet. <laughs> there's a leash. <laughs> how did they get in? Um, I did. I was able to find out who that was. The fan. Oh yeah, that was a fan of the show, Andrew Howell. So Andrew Howell, thank you very much for suggesting this. Yeah, if you still listen, thanks a lot. Yes, uh, this was from January twenty seventh. That email. So it was. It was a while ago. I have a whole list on my phone of just suggestions. So uh, and then we kind of look through them together and figure out what we want to talk about. So um, uh, a couple quick fun facts of Door of the Explorer before we head out of here. Um, every episode of Door of the Explorer is screened by at least 75 preschoolers before it airs on television. And, it's a tough crowd. Oh, yeah. Like, it's right there, you idiot. It's right in front of you. Just open your eyes. Uh, in 2005, the Door of the Explorer balloon made its debut in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and she was the first ever Latina character to appear in the parade. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Congrats, Dora. Yeah, absolutely. Is Dora an, uh, a legal immigrant? Do you know? I don't know if we want to go down that. All right, road. Just, just curious how she got here. I'm sure she's legal. Okay, I'm sure she is too. I think it takes place in like Central America. The show. Oh, so oh, it's with not like even with the like US. the back, like with the like the climate and the environment and geography, everything that she's she's dealing with. Oh yeah, because there's like so, jungles and mountains yeah, sometimes. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 let's see what else. I'll come back and edit this. There's out. some uh, pretty funny like. Dora um, parodies like Robot Chicken has done some really funny. Oh ones. yeah, I didn't. Didn't we hear a rumor that Michael Bay was making a live action Dora the Explorer movie? Oh yeah, I think somebody made like a trailer. Yeah, I think so too. So if we find that stuff, we'll post it up. Yeah, we can post it on there definitely. Oh, we have uh, before we head out of here, we have a, a guest coming into the recording studio. Who do we have? Oh, this is this is my uh, three and a half month old daughter Lucy. Lucy's coming into the studio, her first appearance on uh, the podcast here, probably not the last one. Lucy, can you make any sounds? Lucy, you want to say anything? That could be picked up by the, the microphone? No. She's a little she, shy. She's a little, yeah. uh, she, she just woke up, yeah. Hey, Luce. Yeah, too bad we we can't have her doing some, uh, some talking. But <laughs> we'll get her on eventually. Yeah, we will. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, please remember that we uh, thrive on people giving suggestions for episodes. We and, just uh, we just take seven months to get to them. It just it, t- it takes a little bit, but I mean, usually when it has to deal with something that's going on, it makes it a lot easier yeah, for us to joke. talk about. I was just joking. No, that's fine. Please, as always, remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate. <laughs> that was Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. So please remember, as always, to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. (laughs) For the Woodwind cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris and Lucy. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.